I think I'm low key more excited for Zaire Smith. I mean, dude. I know. You're another yeah, another adult. You're son really, you're, so you're pandering to me. That's all I do. I give him all my love. Hello and welcome back to the Good Takes NBA podcast. My name is Ryan Jones, joined as always by the best co-host in the game, in the nation, Trey Teamer. What's going on, Trey? How does it feel back in business? I know it's been a long week since uh, we last recorded an episode, but I'm ready to uh, get back at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, you know, we record so often as it is, but, you know, the people just want more and, you know, we're just going to give it to them. I don't think much has happened since we last released an episode. Yeah, I mean, pretty minor stuff, honestly. All right, cool. Uh, see you next week. Yeah, that sounds good. But yeah, so we had NBA free agency happen. Probably the craziest free agency uh, since like 2016 with KD going to the Warriors. Honestly, this is this is probably the craziest free agency in any sport that's ever happened. Yeah, as far as like to like. The amount of like movement that happened, I think that's reasonable. Like you could make the case Russell Westbrook changing teams was the fourth biggest story, and I don't think you would have to try that hard to make that case. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really, really crazy. It. Uh, I mean, just so the the shape and landscape of the league just shifted to it. I mean, it beyond like it was a you know a massive shift. Truly, multiple teams became uh, there's you know for the first time in a while there's not really like one standout uh, team. I feel like there's a, a good amount of contenders, and it really just kind of like turned you know turned the the shape of the league on its head it's in just uh, you know a couple of days. It's crazy. And I mean. Let's be real. Kawhi Leonard changed the landscape of the NBA two seasons straight. Like you, re- you yeah. kind of don't think about it this time last year when he was traded to this world. I don't even know if he was traded at the end of July. I don't remember the timeline on that. But Kawhi gets traded, goes to Toronto. He's a re- he's a glorified rental that they think that they can get back, and he goes and wins a championship, and then like totally shakes up free agency this year. Yeah, I mean, it was really, it it really, it's something we've never seen before. It's completely unprecedented for a player to leave, like, after, you know, a situation like that. And it's interesting because there, there, were, there were rumors and whispers and whatever you want to call it about Kawhi to the Clippers for, you know, since basically he got traded from, from the Spurs. Like, it was always L.A., but, you know, there was, like, stuff that he didn't want to play with LeBron or whatever. And there was, uh, there was whispers about the Clippers for so long. And then it seemed like once free agency started that the Clippers were, like, the third, you know what I mean, the third most likely. It seemed like it was either going to stay or maybe go to, you know, the Lakers. And then just in in a, the blink of an eye, in the middle of the night, he, he went to the Clippers with... Uh, PG. And that Kawhi move, like, I feel the last couple of free agencies, like, we kind of get into this, like, long season of reporting, and then all of a sudden we just totally forget. 
all of the reporting. Like when Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, like there were there were rumors, there was whispers, like December, January, right? And we were like, oh, like what if you went to the Warriors? Like, nah, that can't happen. But there was reports out there that he might go to the Warriors, and then it's like they play out the rest of the playoffs. They the Thunder at that time dropped the three one lead, lose to the Warriors. The Warriors then drop the three one lead to the Cavs, and it's like all of a sudden, all right, where's Kevin Durant going? And it's like, well, he went to the Warriors. And, like, it kind of feels that way with Kawhi, in a sense, right? Where he's, like, for the longest time, if you followed the trail, like, Kawhi to the Clippers, Kawhi to the Clippers, Kawhi to the Clippers, wins a championship, all these variables change, but he still ends up going to the Clippers. Like, sometimes we just have to, like, trust the instincts that we've, that we've always kind of had. Um, and he really did just flip the, flip the game on its head, man. He... He decided, like, he wasn't going to go to the Lakers because, allegedly, Magic was leaking things, right? Like, he and Uncle Dennis had that meeting with Magic. Magic told everyone, uh, strike on the Lakers. And he was only going to go to a team that, like, didn't talk, didn't leak anything. He feels security in being able to trust an organization at their word, and he felt that with the Clippers. And they got Paul George. Yeah, it's hard to... I mean, it's hard to put into words like how how much of a G Jerry West really is. I guess like that's like all that's like all I keep thinking about. Honestly, is that just like you said? You know, the Lakers. We we all know uh, the the silly stuff that was happening with them, and just the the overall like loose lips of the organization. I guess you could say, and you know. The Clippers just kind of like sat back and just you know let them do their thing, and uh, actually, interestingly enough, today, uh, uh, Jovan, uh, I, mean, I think it's Jovan Buha, is how you, or maybe Jovan, I'm sorry. Uh, they, him and uh, him and Sam Ingram had that piece in the Athletic about you know it was like a five minute uh, it was like a five minute like interval basically where they were negotiating with OKC and they got like the tentative deal done and then said all right well sam like well you know sam presti that is like we'll call you back we just want to make sure he's still in called him back he's still in and you know in the matter of a few minutes they just made you know arguably the big the two biggest uh changes in free agency it's wild do you think the lakers couldn't lock up Kawhi because uh Palenka couldn't get Kawhi to meet with heath ledger I think that, that that probably at least had something to do with it. That had to, right? He watched The Dark Knight recently, I heard. Um, <laughs> and was very inspired by the Joker character. Needed an immediate sit-down with Heath Ledger. Um, didn't get it. Didn't get it done. Rob Palenka. Did not, unfortunately. And where, where do you think the Clippers, like, stand as far as, like, the, like, complexion of, like, the West and just, like, the overall power rankings type of deal in general? Um, so you take Kawhi, you take Paul George, and they flipped Shea, um, uh, Gallo, Gallinari, and is that it for as far as players go, or is there a third? I, can't, I believe, I, can't I believe that that's it. Uh, also, shout out Shea, he's a podcast favorite, um, yeah. of course. Shea, we know you're listening, just, you know, whenever you want to come. Fits off King. Whenever you want to come, you're more than welcome. So who who they have? They have Lou Will, Trez, uh, Waluigi, aka Landry Shamit. I like like I like that team. I don't know if I'm supposed to really like that team. I think Jerry West has the uh, has the vision. 
on all of these things. Lawrence Frank seems to be very good as far as front office moves go. Um, they got to be top two in the West, right? Like just off the strength yeah, of Kawhi and Paul George. I do think it is okay to kind of question how good Paul George will be this year after two shoulder surgeries, one on each, I believe, right? Torn labrum and, so had, and something he, else. He had, he had another shoulder surgery that he had to go through. So um, I'd be a little skeptical of that. Kawhi might have to play more games this year than he did last year. I don't think the Clippers really provide that much of a cushion that the Raptors did last year. Um, as far as like depth and being able to load manage and pretty much play 60 games or however many he ended up playing with. Um, but, I mean, at full strength, that Clippers team, man, they're going to be tough. Pat Bev, Kawhi, and Paul George, like, when's the last time we've seen a three-headed defensive monster like that? You know what I mean? Like, Pat Bev does what he does, and, you know, like, it's a passable offensive player. He's learning to shoot. Like, he can actually shoot now, which is kind of crazy to think about but those three like that's a crazy defense and Trez is just out here like being Trez you know like all the hustle plays and I think the, the Clippers at full strength are going to be very very good probably top two in the West yeah. yeah I agree with that I think that uh you know I think there's some reasonable like questions I think that they have so both Kawhi and PG are guys are like wings who are like not like above average creators for teammates which i mean really like i'm at you're at the point like i'm kind of like nitpicking just kind of like looking for i also know, think like, that's fair though because who does create offense for others on that team and why is paul george the best one at it yeah i mean lou is obviously like like a plus passer but his that's not his like forte you know what i mean yeah that's he's not much his more game, really like he, like he certainly can i think that that's like the one one thing that you could look at um that's really, you know, and then their, you know, their center like rotation with, uh, like, like you said, like the like Trez and uh, and Watch, like both of those guys are, I think that, uh, I think that Harold kind of gets like a bit like overrated as far as like his uh, his like overall impact, like you know, like uh, he's not like the best defender. And everything like that. He's more of like a hustle guy, energy guy type of deal. But I mean, Zubac is also like 22, so there's. I mean, he could certainly improve and be. And I like Zubac in general, but I think that you know, again, these are <laughs> these are not like game breaking concerns by any means. But uh, you know, and certainly things that they can improve on throughout the season. But if we're you know if we're podcasting and you know, looking for uh, reasons to, you know, potentially throw water on them. I think that those would be like the two for sure. Yeah. They're probably a creator, an offensive creator or like away from just being the absolute best team. Yeah. As far as preseason projections go. I think that's right. And, uh, yeah, so they obviously can get there for sure. Uh, and again, like we're, they're obviously a very, very good team, and they will be very good. And we're kind of just looking for, for things to to nitpick. But yeah, yeah, it's July. We're, really we're, we're three months out from the regular season. Training camp is yeah. not even a thought right now. You know, like can't really get mad at the moves that they made. Yeah, absolutely. To say the least. Uh, Hard to another, be mad at that. Another team who can't really get mad at the uh, moves that they made would be like Brooklyn, for. You know, a team that what they do. They obviously want 
they obviously won the trade, you know, uh, you know, against the the Celtics, the but you know, in, yeah. In, in, the, yeah, in spite of that, uh, adding Kyrie and KD just uh, kind of and kind of crazy. And DeAndre, don't, yes. Don't Shouts to DeAndre me. for just like being like a nice ass guy, like obviously like a good dude, and just like getting a little bag from the boys, like following uh following the homies to to Brooklyn, like. Shouts to DeAndre. DeAndre's had is he free agency MVP? He was there for Blake, like he was the Blake Griffin Clippers thing, right? Where. They locked him in the room in one of the most fun Twitter nights in NBA history. Oh, that was fantastic. And now this. He was the guy who allegedly, I guess, is like, we're going to make this happen here. And they were like, yeah, I'll, we'll take less. You can have more. Uh, being Kyrie and KD, like, DeAndre might be like the old linchpin to a fun free agency. Didn't think, and also, didn't think we'd uh, get here. Didn't... DeAndre got like last year. He got what one year? Like he got like twenty four million from the. Uh, he got paid from the Mavericks, I believe. Yeah, one year twenty. Yeah, I mean, shouts to shouts to that man. Got a one year twenty four million from the from the Mavs, and then, like you said, just kind of became like uh, uh kind of became like Kyrie and Katie's duff that just like got a got got you know shoot along with him so shouts to him for that and and shouts to the brooklyn nets for like not saying no just because they have a center who's probably currently better than deandre jordan like jared allen is very very good he's 21 years old probably better than deandre at this point and the nets were like yeah we'll pay him because it means we get you two like yeah and i mean especially because so i feel like they probably would have just like said yes regardless but didn't like Kyrie and KD just like <laughs> were willing to just like you know <laughs> kind of just let them let them in let them eat with their uh, let them eat off their plate how could they how could they say no yeah really uh, you know I think this Brooklyn Nets team is fun it's interesting oh yeah Kevin Durant's out this entire season which if you've never listened to us you I mean if you're listening to us and don't know that Kevin Durant's out for the year I mean thanks. I think. Yeah. That means um, we, we're truly your only source of NBA news, which, which yeah, like, I know we haven't recorded in about a week, week and a half, so that's really a... Uh, some yeah, some person really has true. not heard anything about basketball since last December, and they're like, what is happening in this league right now? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Who is Kawhi, and how did he win a championship? <laughs> last time I heard, he was barely playing basketball. Paul George, two broken shoulders. <laughs> um, yeah. Buddy, just wait till uh, we rehash the rest of this free agency. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about at this point. That's like honestly, like <laughs> I'm gonna like use cut that and like use it as like a drop in our intro. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, good takes. I don't even know what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, so, yes. as a former uh, New York Knickerbockers fan who is now a mature reasonable adult who roots for uh, players instead of teams absolutely how do you think that this affects the landscape of basketball in new york oh i know what you're trying to do you're trying to get me to say knicks so we can get some clicks aren't you that's your goal no no that's honestly i was just posing the question to be quite honest um you know like the knicks just kind of are what they are 
Yeah, I kind of... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, if you look at DeAndre Jordan as the linchpin to this whole operation, which you probably should not, however, there is probably a case where DeAndre was, like, scouting, right? The Knicks had him for half a season. And they still went elsewhere. You know, like, I feel like that speaks volumes. All the reports were Kevin Durant and Kyrie were playing together. We knew that. We've known that. We've joked. We've memed. We've discussed to no end all of that. Right? KD has been linked to the Knicks for months. Kyrie, not as much. And then those are all the reports. And then all of a sudden, like, it starts to leak out. Dolan goes on Michael K's show, and it slowly is... Oh, Kevin Durant didn't like that. They had a handshake deal. Dolan went out and publicly talked about the handshake deal. Uh, we can't really trust you. I mean, he used the fucking picture of KD on there. On, on, this, their, on uh, the renew the season tickets the package. Season <laughs> and we were like, nah, that's Mitchell Robinson. We're like, yeah, that's Mitchell Robinson. That's Kevin Durant. Like, we can't, like, this is, we don't have to be stupid about this, right? Like, I mean, that's so, like, that's so ridiculous to, like, look back on, like, what a monster L that is, like. <laughs> and then, like, Ethan Sherwood-Strauss, a uh, friend of the pod, of course, on The Athletic was, like, uh, I've heard some things, Kevin, or Katie didn't like this about Dolan going to the media. All right. It's like we just kind of ignored it. Like, it didn't happen. KD picks the Nets. Bill Simmons leaks that out, too. And... Say what you want about Bill Simmons. I do believe that he's decently plugged in and, like, had heard that. You know what I mean? Like, you can say what you, you, what you want about his opinions, but I do think that he's got friends in high places. Like He, he definitely he definitely knew that they were, that, like, Kyrie was gone. Because he went from, like, a Kyrie st- I'm speaking of Bill here. He went from literally like a Kyrie stand to just, like, absolutely just trashing the guy. Like, in, in just, like, a moment's notice. Yeah. And there was one tweet after All Star Weekend where he said something along the lines of, uh, "Of like, uh, thank you to Al Horford, the Celtics' true leader, for showing out tonight." You mean the Sixers' true leader? What that's true. That's leader? true. The Sixers' true leader. But yeah. So I'm pretty sure that Bill like definitely knew. But yeah, go on. Sorry. For he absolutely talking. knew that Kyrie was leaving. Whether Kyrie was going to the Nets or not, like I, I mean, I don't know if he knows that. But like, there were so many signs, and now it's like. Well, the Knicks steered the course. They uh, didn't deal out a big-time contract to, like, a plan B guy. That's literally putting your expectations for a team on the floor and just hoping that they can, like, step over the doormat. You know what I mean? Like it's And the Knicks stumbled and tripped on their way in. (laughs) They tried to clean their feet on the doormat, and they tripped a little bit. They stumbled into the door. Like... You at some point you kind of just have to like look at the Knicks and realize that they gave a bunch of dudes one year deals again, which are so. It makes sense because you roll over cap space, but the Knicks have demonstrated time and time again that they have not been able to sign the big guy. Also, yeah. one year deals like what is the upside? There's no team option, I don't think, on any of these deals. What is your upside to signing these guys? Julius Randle yeah. is two in a team, which is good. A little bit of an overpay, but I like Julius Randle. Reggie Bullock, I believe, was one year. Maybe not two because he had that. He had an incident. He had... Medical thing. Yeah. Bobby Portis, like, all right, cool. It's Bobby Portis. Like, I feel like we kind of know what Bobby Portis is. Plus, they're all, these are all, like, fours. And I feel like the NBA yes. is going away from playing guys at the true four. 
and I know their roster construction had them without any bigs whatsoever, but like that doesn't mean you go and sign four dudes to like <laughs> double-digit million dollars. That's not how that works. Portis, Taj Gibson. Okay, Taj Gibson. He's going to play. Like, I I don't know. I don't think R.J. Barrett's going to be that great, and I do know that there's a lot of people high on R.J. Barrett, but, like, I don't know. I don't really see a ton of upside on him. Like, I think he'll be a solid pro at me. Like, if he capped out at a two-time All-Star, I don't. Would you be surprised? I'm sorry? If If... RJ Barrett capped out as a two-time All-Star. Like, would you be surprised? Uh, I wouldn't really be surprised. I'm definitely high on RJ, uh, especially like relative to consensus. I think, but I wouldn't be surprised at that. I mean, it's really like it's really hard to like make uh, you know like an All-Star game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like the Knicks. So I wouldn't really be. I definitely wouldn't be surprised at that. But I also uh, the Knicks just you know, have I'm, like a I'm, lot of low spades, man. Like yeah, I, I agree with that. Besides Mitchell Robinson, like who else can you? Point? Yeah. I don't know if I can point to. And and like you said, like these guys are all like all bigs, like which is the you know weirdest some point. of them are fours, but you know they're like fours whose like best position is five, and Mitch is like the one like blue chip guy that you have, so it really is like just kind of just you know not to be uh just piling on them, and I know we can you know we don't have to like spend all day all on this, but it's just kind of like more of the same from the Knicks. Yeah, and it really. It really seems like that they like fumbled the bag on like the KD and Kyrie thing. Like it seems like, it, or at least KD. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really feels like that. It feels and, like they fumbled. All the signs point to up until Dolan went on Michael K show that Kevin Durant was going to play for the Knicks. Michael, or Dolan went on Michael K show, and then all of a sudden it was like, hmm, KD didn't really like that. Rich Kleiman didn't really like that. You know what I mean? And so it's so like. You had the you were showboating on the five. You were Deshaun you Deshaun Jackson. You just tucked the ball away on the one, fumble, lost it, new set it down to the other team. You know what I mean? Like, did I hit you right in the Eagles' feels there? Hello. Yep. Let me not go crazy. Yeah. So, another team who fumbled the bag in some ways, but also had a great, you know, overall, like, very good uh, offseason in general, would uh, definitely be the Lakers. I feel like they uh, obviously can't really get mad at acquiring Anthony Davis to pair with LeBron James. You know, they filled out the roster with some other guys, but they definitely had their fair share of, uh, of I'm not really sure what the word is, but, uh, you know, fair share of fuck-ups, I guess, would be the, the layman's term for it. Um, what do you, uh, what did you think about their offseason and, like, just kind of, like, their the scope of them in general? It feels, like, illogical to keep just bashing the Lakers over and over again when they had, when they still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I kind of, yeah, I'm like totally in agreement with you. And I feel like that we are kind of, like, well, not we, but like, I feel like people are kind of like underrating the Lakers and their chances this year. Like, I think they're going to be very, very good and like definitely have like a legit chance to win the title this year. I, yeah, I, I think LeBron, as we know, he's entering what year, 17, 18. And, like, no, he's drafted in 2000, 2003, so... 
17. Yeah. So not, yeah, 17. So he's going into year 17. This might be, like, his last legitimate chance to win a championship. Uh, I hate to be a hot takey guy, but, like, that's kind of the reality when it comes to the Lakers. Also, is there a legitimate chance that Anthony Davis becomes consensus better than LeBron by the end of the season? Uh, You know I'm kind of a bit of an Anthony Davis truther, so I would say no, but some might think that. Yeah. I think that he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's bad, but, like, I think that he's, like, Closer to like, uh, closer to ten than like, as far as like player rankings, I feel like he's closer to ten than like five, for example. I think I would disagree with that. I think he's around five or six, perhaps. But regardless, it's hard for me to like look at some of these circumstances because I live in this NBA Twitter bubble. You know what I mean? And it's like a lot of people are like Anthony Davis much better than LeBron James and it's like you take a step back into the real world and like, yeah that just seems like crazy to me honestly it does but like for a full season like you probably go Anthony Davis and I'm sure all the metrics will te- will test out in that favor I don't know but I mean LeBron Anthony Davis DeMarcus Cousins is a good trio right like I think I think Boogie's gonna bounce back I love Boogie too much. I'm, I'm a, I mean, dude, like, Boogie, uh, yeah, I mean, didn't he Didn't he get, like, the minimum? Like, he got the minimum again. Like, I don't think that, so, well, no, and so last year he got the, like, the, the MLE from the, from the Warriors. I think that, like, I mean, I think that Boogie is, like, almost, like, guaranteed to, like, outperform that contract. Like, it's not even yeah. a question for me. Like, we can, you know, like, we understand like he kind of is what he is, you know what I mean? He he came off like the the Achilles and he got hurt again. You know, it's it's honestly that kind of you know, it, it sucked watching him like go through that. Obviously, for a guy that like uh, you know whether he definitely a bit of a divisive character, but he's like not a guy that like you know like he's easy to root for, I guess you could say. But so, anyways, like I mean, for the minimum, like look at the other guys that get signed for the minimum. Like it's not even I don't even think it's like a question that like he like outperforms that contract. You know what I mean? Like Avery Bradley and Demarcus Cousins are making the same money this year. Yeah, and Avery Bradley fucking sucks and is also like a rapist. So fuck him. Whoa, I I was not aware. I was not privy to that situation. Yeah. Um, so. Yikes. Yeah, sorry. So they kept Kuzma. Well, no, I'm not sorry, but you know, yes. Kuzma. I want to. I want to spend. I want to spend the next 45 minutes talking about Kyle Kuzma. Is it what just going to be you laughing? I feel what like that's. What, I feel like that's what we're trending towards. You just laughing that Kyle Kuzma's still at the Lakers. No, I'm honestly like Kuzma could not like. I am a fan of Kyle Kuzma. He like how could anyone like think that that guy is anything less than like a hero? He like dude. He did whatever he had to do, whatever he had to do to just, like, he was playing on the Lakers. There was no way that he was not playing on the Lakers. That guy, uh, that guy's a hero. I don't care what anyone says. I, I'm just, like, shook because I did not expect that take at all right now. Um, I mean, I, like, I like his game, like, in a, you know, a little bit. Like, I don't even, like, love him as a player, but, like, I think that, like, how could anyone like look at what you, you know? I'm I'm a fan of I'm a fan of grifters. Like, how could anyone like not think that Kyle Kuzma is just like a hero? Yeah. Like, literally, he did whatever he had to do 
to like he leaned into like the Kobe thing. Like he he's like buddy buddy with on the genie. Team, on the he's like out here chilling with LeBron. He is like literally. There was no way he was not going to be a Laker, and I honestly think that like it was just like unbelievable to watch. Yeah, I mean, Kuzma did his thing, right? Like Lonzo's gone, Ingram's gone, Josh Hart's gone. Uh, they traded some middle schoolers, aka a 2024 first round pick, a 2023 first round pick, 2021 first round pick. DeAndre Hunter ends up being part of this deal in a weird, abstract way. Yeah, because the uh, he was the pick that got traded. Yeah, Griffin took that fraud, that absolute fraud, Travis Schlank to the fucking cleaners. <laughs> yeah, trade up for for DeAndre Hunter. There, that's a that's just. That's just fantastic. Yeah. That's like trading up to be able to like bunt a runner over like to second base. Like that's basically what they did. Trading up. <laughs> they bunted to, like, twice punt, to have a runner like, on third with two outs. Yeah. Trading up to <laughs> punt in plus territory. That's what you're doing when you're trading up to take DeAndre Hunter. Like, give me a break. Ah, Sean McVay is uh, running the Lakers or running the Hawks. That's right. That's right. Rent free. Rent free. Shouts to our boy Andre. Uh, so you. Anthony Davis truther, quote unquote. Do you think that's too much for him? Four, no, four because first, like, Lonzo, Ingram, Hart, and Salary. I Cat. don't think it's too much for him because like you said, like this is you know, LeBron is not getting any younger here. Like what they did last year, I mean, it was kind of like you know, I mean, I would argue it was like kind of like ridiculous, like what they did last year, like you know, they basically just like punted a year of like LeBron, you know what I mean? He's thirty four, he's gonna be thirty five like in the middle of the season. You have to go for it. Like, you literally have to go for it. And I don't think that, like, like I said, like, I'm, like, I think that AD is a bit overrated, like, with the consensus. Like, the people who think he's better than LeBron, I don't agree with that even for a second. I think that he is, like, somewhere between, like, the, you know, like, eighth and, like, you know, tenth-ish best player. I think that he's, like, a bit overrated because, like, I do think that there is something to the fact that, like, if your team – now, I know, like – he can't control the team that he's on, and a lot of, you know, he hasn't been on the best teams, but I do think the fact that, like, if your teams are just, like, underperforming year in and year out, I do, I think, and you're the best player, I, I think that there is some, like, that some of that does fall on you, and there is, like, a reason for that, you know what I mean? But with that being said, you absolutely have to make, the, like, that trade for him, because you can't just count on, like, a guy like Kawhi coming or anything like that, and you can't, like... You need to add a star around LeBron James, especially given the fact that, you know, like we saw the Warriors, you know, their their dynasty, well, not to say that their dynasty is over, I mean, surely, like, you know, who's to say, but, like, KD left, everything like that, you, you know, the league is as open as that's been in X amount of years, like, you have to go for it, you simply have to go for it. Yeah. So, it is a lot, and maybe they, like, you know, fucked up and like could have gotten him for less at a different point or if they didn't like you know uh like fumble the bag and in that way but of course you have to go for it what because what is you know what i mean like if no no, no, no i agree you you keep you know ingram and hart and lonzo around like i you know i like all those guys to varying degrees but like who you know what i mean like who cares about your like what is your team gonna do like who who cares you know what i mean yeah no i think i mean personally i try to keep lonzo and flip kuzma but you know is what it is. I, mean, I think you do that's this fair. Ten, you, I, you do this ten times out of ten. Um, bigger, better scammer, Kyle Kuzma. 
if you or I guess it's a finesser, right? Like he didn't really scam anybody; he just finessed his way to stay. Yeah, he just you know, like he just like um, shyster, you know. Or Catavius Caldwell Pope. See that I think that uh, I think that you have to give it to to Kuzma just because like that was his all like all his own doing. He made those moves himself. What are you saying? About KCP KCJ? has the clutch like the clutch bonus to it. Kuzma's you know clutch, I mean? no. What's that? Kuzma's clutch. But I I think that like he I think are, is he he's a clutch guy. Oh no, he's not. Oh he's yeah, not. I didn't think so. Okay, yeah, I think that and even like it feels like. Like KCP has been like riding off like that clutch wave for like you know for for a couple of couple of years now. Yeah. But yeah. So like just Kuzma, like he he just made those moves himself, bro. He just like basically was like, listen, like like you know I was born in Michigan, like I ain't I you know I'm pretty sure Kuzma was born in Flint. That's why. I, like, I know he's from. Yeah, Flint. He was born in Flint. Yeah. Born there, yeah. Like he was like, yo, like I I got drafted to the Lakers, like. I ain't, I ain't playing on another team. I ain't going to the Pelicans. Like that'd be cool, you know, playing with with uh, Zion and all that. But like, I'm a Laker. Like I'm staying here. I'm doing what I got to do. He made the he made the moves he had to make. I I, I love it. Uh, just a quick aside. Kuzma parted ways with his agent. <laughs> so maybe he's trying to get that. Uh... So he most cert- By the time you hear this, Kyle Kuzma could be signed to Clutch. That's very, very fair. Uh, also, out here with Kendall Jenner on a, on a yacht. We still yeah, live. I mean, I'm, I, I see, I see your vision of Kuzma. I see it. Listen, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't getting that in uh, in New Orleans there with you know six thousand <laughs> people going to your games. Nah, I didn't like that. They're not. No one, no one really cares about that team down there. It's like a shame, but like he, he could. Uh... Kuzma's a shooter. He'll find he'll find his way. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I ain't saying I ain't saying that he's uh, you know like a scrub, um, right? Anyway, what I get we didn't really. What, what do you think we get from the Lakers? Uh, project LeBron fifty five or sixty games. I think that all right. So I think ideally, another thing about the AD thing is that he is not really like a paragon of health either. I think that both of them should be. Either, and I also think that like. Yeah, that's very fair. I think that the load management uh, situation, I'm not really sure what the word is. I think that the load management situation across the league is going to reach levels of like like truly unforeseen levels this year. I would I would be penciling LeBron in for 60 games and AD in for, you know what I mean, 60 maybe 65 and you you go and you just like get your guys ready for for the playoffs. It really like I don't like obviously the regular season is important. You want to be playing that game one, game seven at home, etc. But like, we saw like I mean, you know, we saw like what it does. Like, right. You know, I, just, I really think that like, and rightfully so. Like those guys should not. I mean, you know, we could start another two-hour podcast about the season being too long, but like, it is too long, and like these guys should not be expected to play those types of. Uh, like those types of total games, and I really think that like, you know, I wouldn't even be trying to like play them any more than that. Yeah, I do think that there is a reality now because the league is so wide open that uh, seeds are going to be closer. I mean, they've been close, however many years in a row now. But I think like 
maybe the eight seed and the three or four seed. Like, I don't think they're going to be separated by too many games. So I don't know how many games you'll be able to successfully load manage guys like LeBron or AD. You know what I mean? Uh, I said the same thing with Kawhi and the Clippers. Like, they might be playing for actual, like, not mid-tier seeds. Like, they're going to need to guarantee themselves home or home court as much as possible. It's going to be uh, pretty difficult well, with sure. how like how much parity is actually going to be in the league this year. For me, I think that I think that's like a totally reasonable take to have. But I also just kind of think that like like you could almost look at the situation and just go the other way in that like. Okay, so, like, we know that the difference between, like, the three and the eight seed are, is, like, not that much, which means that, like, the quality of team is not going to be that much different. So, like, if we're the, you know what I mean? Like, if we're the five seed, is that, like, yeah. monstrously different than being the two seed or whatever the case may be? I feel like, especially with, like, God, uh, I, I honestly think that, like, especially with LeBron being older, you know what I mean? Like, I was saying, AD not being, like, the, the healthiest guys, I think you just get there, like, and just, you know, just... You got the, you know, rotations shorten up, everything like that. But that's just, you know, that's that's, you know, obviously my uh, my take on it. It's not 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 to say that that's going to be what happens, but that's just me. Yeah, no, I mean, I can see it. I can definitely see it um, because player health and you know strength when it comes to the playoffs is more important. Is definitely more important than if you're four or six or three or five or you know whatever the difference yeah. is. Um, the fourth you know, the fourth topic is it's just amazing to me. Yeah, I mean this is the most. I mean honestly, could there be a more fascinating team? Like we just talked about the Lakers with LeBron and AD. We talked about the Clippers. Like, I mean, could there be a more fascinating team than the Houston Rockets? Like, no. I mean, Really, like it's unbelievable. So how are they? Like how are they always this? Like, you know, I don't know what, even what the word is. It's just Maury just really just. You want to talk about guy about a guy that like is not afraid to take risks. I mean, look at that dude. What like what is going on? Like they just are always doing something. It's crazy. We're talking Swapping about Sam Presti, right? CP and Westbrook. It's uh, it's interesting. No, not Sam Presti. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, in case you are that one person who hasn't listened or checked in on basketball since, you know, our last episode, Russell Westbrook got traded for Chris Paul. Not even straight up. Not even straight up. The uh, Rockets had to send over two firsts, protected one through four, a pick swap in 2025, a 2021 pick swap, protected one through four, and OKC gets the Clippers or Heat pick. I think that's the protection on that. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, what the hell, man? I feel like I feel like I'm gonna shock you again with this take that I have here. Oh, is it gonna be? And that it's you like, like Russell more than Chris. It's not that I like Russell more than Chris, like per se. Oh boy. It's just that like the more I think about it, the more I just like kind of like this deal for the Rockets. Like That's a lot I of think, draft capital. It, it no, it is. But at, at the same time, like this is a team you know It's the same thing. It's you have it's to push you all got your, you got push all your chips in the table. Prime, like and he and Maury is on the record as saying like that 
like we have a player like James Harden like in his prime we're going to do every you know Harden's going to be 30 for this season like he's not getting any younger and you know you have to do everything you can to like maximize whether this is maximizing their chances of winning or not like who's to say but I I respect like the the gutso or the sorry the gusto to like just go for it you know what I mean if you think that this is like what's going to do it for you then like just do it you know what I mean yeah, I really think that the like certainly like it's not a flawless fit. I think that we can all like agree with that. But the more I've been thinking about it, I just kind of like I don't know. Like when I first like when I first heard this deal, I was like, I don't like this deal for anyone, like for either of them rather. And then I was like, okay, no, I actually like kind of like it for OKC. Like they're they're committing to the rebuild and everything like that. But now I'm just like, listen, like I don't know, just. Just you know, who cares? Like, try try something out, see if it works. You know, which I know is not like very astute analysis, but I, I'm I'm kind of more in on this than I thought I was going to be. Is it possible two teams won a two team trade? Could it be the very first? Oh yeah, first, I mean, well, we like certainly, certainly Paul George trade, the initial part of the Paul George trade. There's there's been there's been uh, situations like that. only a handful though. It feels like oh, um, it definitely is not like a lot by any means, but yeah, yeah. this one uh, this one's interesting, right? Because Russ will have for the first time in probably his life an above average coach. I think Dan Tony's in the upper echelon of coaches. Like, I, to- I mean, Dan Tony definitely is, he's for sure. And Donovan tier. sucks, and yeah, I'm not. Billy a- Donovan and Scott Brooks are trash. Yeah. Um. So Russ with like a legitimate coach and a guy who's actually been flexible. Like he gets, I think Jeff gets a bad rep. Like he plays the up tempo offense, and like he kind of seemed to be a guy who had his players adjust to him rather than adjust to his players, which is like kind of the hallmark of a good coach. If you can adjust your schemes to fit your players rather than yeah, use your like he they were they, the first season that they went, they were just like bombing up the court like crazy transition and then they went to like very methodical like with the hard and isolation you know what i mean everything like that i'm yeah i definitely agree with what you're saying about like d'antoni like he's, and as far as like russ being uh you know his him being you know above average coach for us for sure so i'm expecting a new look houston rockets like i don't think they're gonna play this heavy iso well you can't have james harden and nah, russell westbrook can also play the same style that they've played i don't think russ will check out as a plus player if it's just nothing but ISOs, because no, because then that means that like he should, he can't really shoot. He's got that pull up from mid range, but that's usually like in the fast break. Yeah, or like the semi transition game yeah. type of deal. So I think we're going to see a new Houston Rockets offense again. Yeah, I think that Russ like uh, so closing offense type of deal. I think that Russ could honestly almost play like you know, like, almost play, like, kind of, like, the four on offense, you know what I mean, like, type of deal where that's he's, like, into, in, involved in some, like, other actions, and that's just, like, an interesting way to, like, to utilize him and stuff, and I also think that for Harden's sake, we've seen Harden, I mean, Harden's been one of the, like, three best, like, regular season players for, like, you know, the last, what, five four, years? fifteen. Yeah, basically. Um, so... We also know that, like, the way he plays is not, like, I mean, it's, like, he 
he's like basically like an Iron Man type of guy, like playing, you know what I mean? Like he needs high seventies games played, like everything like that. He has a high usage rate and like he's we've seen him like kind of like break down in like the postseason before. I really think that and now obviously they had CP like before this, so like you could argue against it, but I also think that like CP in his situation is not like Russ can like handle like can do more as far as like or he can handle like a larger uh, a larger load if that makes sense yeah where like cp obviously is like older like much more of like an injury risk everything like that and i think that if this like takes a takes some takes a load off of harden during the season where he can like imp- you know what i mean he can play not as much uh, per game and then also play less games i think that you know it'll also have like a compounding effect like on their team in that way as well where harden could be more effective in the postseason yeah even if you save harden what three four minutes a game times 82 like all of a sudden you're up north of 300 minutes saved for james harden and like to him that's i mean 300 minutes is a lot for anybody but for him especially when he's been playing such i think he's played like He's probably top five in minutes played going back to 2015, right? Like, I don't know. He might be even number one. It's like him and Wiggins, yeah. right? 2014-2015, he has played 81 games, 82 games, 81 games, 72, and 78 games. That is a lot. And then what, like, what are the minutes per lot. game, too? Yeah, and then play, like, like definitely like playing like a bunch of, you know, playing... 36, you know what I mean, 35, 38 minutes a game, too, which is, oh, I mean, no one should be doing that, really, like, you know what I mean? Especially with all the things we know about science and, like, health and, you know, keeping your body at its optimal condition, like, the Rockets are just kind of like, forget that, like, we're going to ride Harden, and they have, and they've done it to success, they just, you know, they've run into the Warriors, like, he breaks down, yeah, sure, but, like, they also lost to perhaps the best team we've ever seen a few years in a row. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of tough, but, you know, James James yeah. is always there. Yeah, and I mean, he, we've seen, uh, like I said, it's a really, they need, to, they, they kind of have to know at this point, like the way that they play during the regular, or, and when I say they, I mean, he, he's like the main one for this, like, you know. He needs to just kind of like take it easy, you know what I mean? Like and like give it a rest during the season a bit. It's just not like conducive to like playing. You know, we keep going. But, you know, he had a forty percent usage rate this year. Forty percent—that's crazy. He's, and thirty-six last year. Like that can't be the case. And thirty-four you know before I mean? that. Thirty-two before <laughs> that. Like he gets used more often than everybody. He's led the league in minutes played twice. He's played 82 once in Houston. Like he's around 3000 minutes a season every single year. Yeah. So I like the idea of just kind of like, maybe they really do just take a, uh, take a, just a different, you know, just a different mindset during a regular season. And, you know, when you lose to the Warriors, you know, like, perennially, it seems like like they do, that you kind of just see, like, you know, just get to the, get your guys, like, ready to play their best for those, for those games in, you know, April, May, and then if you're lucky, hopefully June, you know what I mean? I'm looking at Westbrook now, and 
He's never played more than 3,000 minutes in a season, which surprises me. One. Two, we just said how James Harden led the league in usage in the last two seasons. The year before that? The year before that was, that was with first 41. season without KD. Yeah, that was... And, you know, like, these guys have just been ridiculously used um, on offense. And, you know, neither one of them is really a stout defensive player. But, I mean, they're just two relentless creators, offensive players, like... You can't teach, like, their creation, right? Like, I think that they've gone back and forth in most assists per game, like, the last probably 40 years or so. Um, Like, Russ, the last three years, led everyone in assist percentage. (laughs) Like, these guys are so ridiculous. Russ has led the league in assists the last two seasons, and I think the year before, yeah, the year before that, it was Harden. Like, they create for others, which is kind of understated. Like, we talked about the Clippers and how we don't know if they have a guy that can create offense for other people. The Rockets now have, like, two of the best guys at doing that. And I think with D'Antoni, like, devising these these ridiculously great offensive systems, like, they're going to find a way to, like... They might run, like, the freaking motion offense out here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just going to keep moving the ball I think I, I don't know I don't unless it's going to be like high pick and rolls the entire game like to death I don't I don't know what they're going to do yeah I'm just really interested to see like what they're uh, just as I said just like a perennially fascinating team really just uh and we really don't know you know how it's going to work or anything like that but we will uh we will see yeah and do you have like anything to really say about the Thunder like um no I mean I think that like half a season Hopefully that they they decide to uh, use the picks that they got from these deals and pick uh, you know maybe pick guys who are good at basketball uh, that could maybe work out for them better than you know so better than their previous. You don't think they should just draft guys strictly for the slam dunk contest? No, unfortunately, un- it's working. Yeah. Hanny yeah, just won one. Working. Terrence Ferguson could win one next year. <laughs> I. It really is crazy. They just like. It's like, all right, let's go, let's go across, like across the, the nation to AAU games Not even. and just Sam Presti pick guys onto who... YouTube and it's like ball is life videos. Hello, <laughs> it's been a while. It's like, all right, the guy who averaged like twenty five a game in AAU from dunking only, shooting like sixty percent from the free throw line, who like just you know has like negative people IQ, Sam... and we'll just like mold him into a beast. Sam Percy's right. going to trade the entire team organization, probably half of his family for Zion. He's like, this is it. This is my holy grail. Yes. Listen, <laughs> I mean, that would... <laughs> at least Zion's good at basketball. So that's... Oh, yeah. can't really... You remember Seventh yeah. Woods? Remember when he was 16 or 15 or whatever? I do remember. So that's, a, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's uh, quite He'll a... be a Thunder next year, I'm sure. That's honestly like that. He'll get a training that... camp... Uh, contract i think he's still at north carolina no he was yeah, at james, north carolina james white over there oh james white i'm surprised he was never a thunder and i don't even know if he was or was not um hopefully they just play nerlens noel more that's my listen idea. you're really shay, you're really shay speaking my language shay and nerlens name a better name a better defensive duo i um, i got time all in um so we can uh go to the last and I would say most important team that we're going to talk about, but you know others might might have you know take some umbrage with that, and that is yeah, uh, the Hawks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 
the Sixers uh, had definitely an interesting offseason, to say the least. We were talking about Sam Presti having a type. Elton Brand has a type. Oh, my goodness. He has, like, a – I mean – If you're 6'8 to 6'10 and you can get buckets on the low block, the Sixers will call you. Yeah. Uh, the Sixers are probably, like, the most – So I was talking about the Rockets being, like, the most interesting team. The Sixers might honestly have that, like, uh, have that title. Finally, we can have Joel Embiid sixth man of the year. I've been waiting. It really, I mean, like, what do you do? what do you do with Horford and Embiid? So, I really think that, like, so yeah, I talked about the load ma- load management being like on another level this season. I really think that like they're going to stagger them as much as possible. Obviously, you have them play, you know, token minutes to like token minutes together to start off the game, you know, with uh, Horford at the four. They certainly can play together because Horford can shoot. He's like a good passer, everything like that. Um, and Bede can, you know, shoot to varying degrees depending upon who you ask and what day of the week it is. Um, <laughs> and I really think that they're just going to, you know, as we said, just they, you know, lean on their defensive identity and just kind of a, uh, you know. Yeah, fuck it, see what works, you know? Their shortest player is about to be Al Horford in their starting lineup. They're, I mean... Him, him and Ben are what, eye to eye? It's unbelievable that they had the biggest starting lineup in the league last year, and it got noticeably bigger. They replaced JJ with, what you call it, they replaced JJ with Josh Richardson, and they replaced Jimmy Butler with Al Isn't Horford. Isn't Josh Richardson like 6'7 himself? Like he's Josh not Richardson, short. I'm pretty sure, is like 6'6. Six, six. Yeah, it's, uh, that's like unbelievable. Oh, uh, yeah, 6'6. Six, six. And there is, you know, you can, if you squint, you can you can see like what they're going for and like how it works like at the at the highest level. But it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting. And a lot of it comes down to, you know, the type of player that Ben Simmons is this year. We know he signed that extension. And... You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Can how do you play Horford and B and Simmons at the same time? Like kind of legitimately asking, right? Because the Very best carefully. shooter of the three is Al Horford somehow. Um, and Al Horford, like not like you said, like he can kind of shoot it and be. Yeah, I mean he's a good shooter. He's definitely a good shooter, but like, but you know, he should never be the best shooter of a trio. That's uh, fair. I'm, Fair point. Yeah. Um, what do you do with Simmons? What do you do? I don't. I don't know. How to, Brett Brown's really got his job cut out for him. Um, yeah, he really trio. does. Like Tobias, just Tobias is just a solid basketball player who like probably does not deserve max money, but you can't let him walk after that trade. No. Yeah, especially after Jimmy. I mean, I I think that Ben was like highly influential in uh, <coughs> in having Tobias back for sure. Uh, like he really wanted him back. If, I mean, I don't know. I certainly don't know that like sourced or anything like that. But reading the tea leaves, I think that, that that is the case. And I think that there is something to Tobias is an interesting case because he was kind of uh, so after so after the the trade. You know, they only played a handful of games together because uh, you know we had the various injuries and Embiid was like resting and whatnot. So. Tobias is an interesting case because he was basically like a spot-up shooter, which, like, he is a good shooter. Unfortunately, he didn't, like, shoot all that well when he played with the Sixers. 
but he is a good shooter, but that's not really like what his that's not what you want him to just like do like you know what I mean like you don't want him to just do that because he like can handle the ball a little bit he's you know what I mean can like create for others such and such but he just you really don't want him to just be like a spot-up shooter which he was so I think that he is interesting because he will definitely have a bigger role this year you know he's going to run some more pick and roll he's going to have the ball in his hands a little bit more because when you know last year they uh they had Jimmy as well and while Tobias is good at that stuff, Jimmy is, like, much better. You know what I mean? No one's, like, doubting that. But uh, so I think that, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the responsibility this year is going to fall into him and see, uh, you know, see what he can what he can do. Yeah, for sure. Um, you'd rather have Jimmy than Tobias, right? Like, I mean, I would rather have Jimmy than Tobias, yeah. yes. Which is, I mean, obviously. Sure. But, you know, I also have no, like, I have no qualms with Jimmy at all. I have no, like, I mean, there are a lot of Sixers fans who, like, feel some type of way. Like, I mean, Jimmy was the man while he was here. He never, like, he never, you know, lied to us. He never, you know what I mean, said that he was going to stay, you know, anything like that. He was cool while he was here. And listen, like, I, like, I think that, like, that, like, leaving, you know, and going to another situation, another team, like, with like lifestyle and like your life your per you know what i mean like your home and personal life as like your main uh like as the main reason like how could how could anyone like have a problem with that like how could anyone like i think that that's like the coolest and most like real reason to like do to make a decision that you know you could ever have i have no qualms with jimmy at all yeah no like i think the heat organization kind of uh fits jimmy's mold of like what he thinks basketball should be like they value not to sound antithetical or here but they are like process oriented and i know sixers yeah whatever whatever but like when it comes to like workout and like stuff like that like the heat culture thing like as much as it gets joked about like that stuff's real to a lot of these dudes yeah they are they're clearly just like a like uh like a drill camp yeah while at the same time being like a like I said, like like you know, that that Miami factor is not you can't ignore oh, that yeah, part. South Beach, I mean. please. But yeah, no, no, but yeah. Maybe. So I mean, the Sixers, like you know, I have so many like I have so many thoughts, but at the same time, like there's I don't have any thoughts until I like really see it. You know what I mean? It's really just gonna you know come down to obviously like I think that this is go. I mean, I think that Embiid is going to uh, like have the best year of his career this year. To be quite honest, uh, I think he is just ready to, you know, take the next step. But you know, we'll just see how how it all fits and everything like that. And uh, yeah, I'm also ready to. I'm I'm excited to watch Josh Richardson be a Sixer. I've always loved his game, and I think that he's kind of like getting like the, uh, I don't know, like the short end of the stick. I don't know if that's like the right word, but kinda, like I think that, because like he's. I think that he's been like under discussed. Yeah. Even though he is an Arsenal fan, which I mean, sure, surely shows that he has like very poor judgment. Uh, yeah, hate Arsenal personally. Um, That's right. I think I'm low key more excited for Zaire Smith. I mean, dude. I know. You're another yeah, another adult. You're really, you're, it's like you're pandering to me. Won 51 games last year. Over under 51 this year, or I guess he, um, 51 and a half. I think they went over that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, personally, 
I think they might. I mean, hover really, like there. I could see, I could see why someone would say under if that makes sense. But I just personally think that, like, I just, I don't know. For me, they're. I feel like they're going to be really good, and their talent level is like fucking pretty high and like awesome and just having the ability to like have Joel Embiid or Al Horford and then to a lesser extent in in you know in few minutes uh Kyle O'Quinn like as your defensive anchor like at all times at 48 minutes a game I think that that is like a you know what I mean like can you just imagine like Horford just like just feasting against like backup bigs you know what i mean like look at the backup bigs across the league and it's like are, like which one of you guys is gonna like be stopping like al horford i i just think that their talent level is very very high probably the combination of bobby portis taj gibson marcus morris <laughs> and julius randall yeah i mean that's listen <laughs> no all right all right that's fine uh yeah i I think they they'll hover around fifty one. Like I think Jimmy for yeah. for Al is like a talent level. That's an even swap. I think Jimmy's better talent wise, but I don't know. Maybe I hover during the regular there. season. Al is probably a better play. Like like yeah. As far when the game Jimmy was down, like Jimmy. there was I mean there was like a couple months during the regular season where it was like Jimmy like what are you doing man like what is good with you? No, that's fair. Jimmy Jimmy will check out. I can't believe he so only played th- one season. The and also, like, like for years. they, I mean, we don't think about this. Well, I mean, I think about this because, you know, like, of the, you know, the, the troubles that it caused me. But, I mean, they started the season with fucking Fultz starting last year. Ah, uh, bounce back player of the year, Markel Fultz. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like, I mean, we, we don't think about that. Like, when it comes, like, we think about their team, like, switching from Jimmy and such and such to Horford, but like they had like four different teams throughout the season. You know what I mean? Like they they literally like had Fultz starting over JJ in the first half, and like yeah, loosely following the like, Sixers last year was exhausting. Oh my god, dude! There was so dude, man. Last last regular season, there was like some rough times, man. Oh my goodness! And shout out to the Mike Scott Hive. Yes, shouts. Shouts to all. There's, shouts to Mike Scott himself. Mike, you know, I know you're out there. You're probably listening. If you want to come on the pod, more than welcome to. If you if Mike Scott comes on the pod, I will think about getting an emoji tattoo. I'm not committing to that because I feel like it's kind of within reach, That's fair. so to speak. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, it seemed like it was a uh, yeah pretty good. We uh, yeah, I know we haven't like we said you know we haven't recorded and probably. About a week and a half now, so yeah, if we have any new listeners, we end our pod uh, with a segment that we do weekly, because of course we record weekly, uh, called One Time, and what it is is just like a time to talk about something other than basketball, because, you know, there are more important things, so I've been told, that happen in this in this world. Um, Disagree, but I'm still What's that? I disagree, but go on. Yeah, I mean that's like a debatable like like take there. Um, so yeah, so just you know, time to talk about whatever we really want, basically. So I was uh, I mean it, this is sports related, so it's really not that much different. But anyways, so this week uh, 
we saw like the, the shit that happened with Tyreek Hill uh, in the NFL, and it got me thinking about. Uh, so Tyreek is like not going to be suspended for the uh, the, the nonsense, uh, you know, the nonsensical decision by the NFL to not suspend him. Uh, won't get into that like fully, but so it got me thinking about. Uh, a guy who uh, has always been a personal favorite of mine, and that's uh, Josh Gordon, a guy who is out of the league for uh, for you know for transgressions that are not even remotely comparable to what Tyreek did, and it really just made me uh, you know think about like prime Josh Gordon, and uh, you know he's always been a guy like that I rooted for, and I just went on YouTube, uh, you know it just like happened to come across my. Uh, my like recommended videos, his uh, 2013 highlights, uh, his 2013 highlight videos, and it's like one of the most like unbelievable like things like that you've I've ever seen like in sports. He was you know he had scrub number one and scrub number two throwing the ball to him, and he was just like absolutely just absolutely just lit the league on fire. He was the first guy to ever have two uh, two games of 200 yards receiving uh, or more. In consecutive games and he really just like I mean it's like unbelievable to watch and especially if you like know the stuff that he was going through and uh, you know I guess you could say the decisions that he was making at the time where he was like not playing sober and stuff like that obviously he was going through like some terrible terrible things and uh, it's just really you know it just kind of shows like how ridiculous the NFL is and everything like that and you just kind of uh, even though he's on the Patriots now and they're reprehensible awful organization just a very easy easy guy to root for and just say you know a good dude in general and uh just that that uh that you know you take those 10 minutes to watch that uh 2013 highlight video it really is like it brings you back he's unbelievable to watch yeah you had brian hoyer jason campbell uh who's the other really bad quarterback is it McCown? Oh my God. Or is that the year? That might have been after. I, I mean, dude, the Browns are like have been. It's crazy, man. So bad. It was the dude who was like a 27 year old rookie. Oh, Brandon Whedon. Whedon. Brandon Whedon. That's who go. it was. Right. Um. And yeah, those three: Jason Campbell, Brandon Whedon, Brian Hoyer. And somehow. Some way he was just literally like dumb. He would just catch like a slant route and just be goners, like literally in like it was. It's mind-boggling to watch, honestly. Sixteen hundred yards, eighty-seven catches. <laughs> that's crazy. Like that's so crazy. And let's see, nine touchdowns. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Just absolutely yeah, insane. So. Um, for my one time. I recently went to a country concert. Um, it was Florida Georgia Line and some guy named Morgan Whalen. I went for a friend's birthday. And, buddy, you read about Two Americas and then you see Two Americas. Um, it was culture shock. It was unlike any. Like, and I grew up in a predominantly white uh, neighborhood, school, you know, like. I I know, like I know, like you know how it goes. Like, I got you know, with friends. Like they listen to country music, whatever. Like this is different, you know. Like this was crazy. Like I've never been like more uncomfortable. Just like I think some dude like like I I don't even I have no words to describe 
what it was like. Um, I, re I, I really don't. It's just, it was the epitome of, if you ever heard someone say that there's two Americas, like, this is just a part, this is just a culture that, like, I'm not familiar with. And, like, I had to fit in, so I wore an American flag bandana, which looked fire, let me tell you. I feel like Joel Santana, but I bet none of them knew who Joel Santana <laughs> I was. I bet you they did not know who Joel was. <laughs> so, that was quite, it was in Connecticut, of all places, too. Like, just... Jewels? <laughs> jewels? You want jewelry? Um, no, like, that was just... That was just, like, the uh, total total package of what two Americans are like. And, you know, uh, I had a time. Definitely had a time. And uh, I got a cool Instagram picture out of it. So, uh, yeah, I do what I can. That's my one time, yeah. Florida Georgia Line. They are apparently the kings of, like, oh, this song... They have they had like four of those. I was like, oh, I've heard this. Song okay, before. I I got you. I'm I'm picking up what you're putting yeah. down. I'm not I'm I'm not a country guy myself, but I, I can uh, I know what you mean by that for sure. Obviously. Yeah, like I think all country music pretty much sounds the same. But then like I started hearing these songs, I was like, oh, I know this one. And then like, oh, I know this one. And the lead singer kept saying thank you, and I was like, finally, this is over. And then you played three more songs. He did that at least three or four <laughs> times. I was so mad. You were ready to roll. I was ready to. It was like ten thirty. It was it was the hottest day of the year. It was last Friday. It was like ninety degrees. It's outdoors. It was around thirty thousand people, and we were just listening to country music. We had we had a time. Heard that. Heard that. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a yeah. And you know what's funnier? That was the third concert I've ever been to. It's Mac Miller. It's Kanye West. And now it's Florida Georgia Line. Three. That is quite the uh, triumvirate you've got there. Low key though, Kanye's kind of a link to that. Like you know, you know. Yeah, I mean, really, like not. Uh, it makes sense. Probably, probably feels similar about some things that uh, some of the people. Anyway, that, it's time uh, to wrap up there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> before we, uh, before we get get uh, before we in trouble. Not that anyone is like expand our base. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, do you have any final thoughts, my friend? Um, I can't wait for basketball to come back. Yeah, I know. I feel lost. So, I'm feeling the exact same way. I know we've, uh, you know, this is a long week that we didn't uh, that we didn't record, but, you know, we're hoping to get back into it. Yeah, shout out um, to you guys listening week in, week out with us. We really yeah, appreciate it. For the, the dedicated listeners, uh, yeah, and... Uh, and to our Patreon subscribers, just a big thank you for, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah, you know, keeping us be, going there. Vabish is going to be in our mentions asking where the last episode was. <laughs> He's the only one that, <laughs> like, legislates the Number this. one, number one Good Takes fan, Vabish. He's the only one All that right. asks. Uh, so, yeah, that should just about do it uh, uh, for Ryan. Or, for, I was going to say for Ryan and Trey. That's not how it's, you know, it's been a long week, as I said. For Trey, I'm Ryan. We will see you all next time. Peace, thank you. Peace, dude. All right, that was...